Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Later this hour, we're going to go through a little montage of some of the highlights of the January 6th committee um, testimony this week, which includes a lot, a lot of Trump supporters, people that laid their whole lives reputation on the line, supporting him through a couple of impeachments who had reached the limit, apparently, with the whole January 6th thing, or at least testifying under oath is different. I don't know what. But anyway, his own counsel... Pat Cipollone is going to, uh, he's been subpoenaed and is probably going to testify. Is that what's believed? I just saw one of our clips today uh, says, uh, who is it who said there's no way he testifies? Really? Well, uh, you know, yeah, I, former federal prosecutor, Shan Wu, who I, whose work I am not familiar with. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know what's inside the guy's heart, it, it, but um, there is belief among some legal circles that I was following earlier today that. He was just waiting for the, okay, I have to go legally, I have to go, well, I'll go then. It just Which is what you should do as a lawyer if you're um, trying to protect a client. You don't do it unless you're right. forced, and if you're forced, you got to. Mm-hmm. And so hey, we'll see. Michael, just for chuckles, play us 35, would you? 
If I were his counsel, there's no way that he would testify. I mean, he has got enormous exposure. Um, but on the other hand, he has a lot of leverage to negotiate with Congress, to negotiate with the Justice Department, uh, even for possible immunity. Hmm. Okay. Right. As to whether or not he personally is on the hook as the president's lawyer? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although I don't know enough about that. I mean, that's really getting into the legal weeds. To, to what extent can an attorney advise his client who happens to be the president who is suggesting doing illegal things or unwise things or things that are dangerous? I mean, you, I almost went to law school. I had to, like, actually go to understand that. Um, we're we're going to get to that later this hour. I'll tell you what. If the president's own counsel does end up testifying, that's going to be a big day. That'll be a big media day, I guarantee you. Yeah, unless he uh, takes the fifth the whole time, which is entirely possible. Sure. But anyway, uh, more on that to come. Oh, and you know, we talked about this fair amount when you were off, and as I indicated to people, there are some people who don't want to hear a word of it, and they got their fingers in their ears, la, 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 la. I think you're in a much better position if you know what I don't want to say the other side, but, uh, you know, all right, I'll use that term. If you know what the other side has and what they're saying, uh, because there's some significant stuff going on. Yeah, it's one-sided and phony, but there's significant testimony going on. So anyway, uh, more on that to come. So uh, the great grand POTUS, uh, Biden, is uh, over in Europe, right, for the NATO meetings? Mm-hmm. Or- there are all sorts of conferences going on, um, and has been answering a bunch of questions of significance. With, well, the head, we... with the headline being that Finland and Sweden are going to be part of NATO now? That's a big deal. Correct. Yep. They've been formally invited. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's start with, um, on a different topic, 65, Michael. New polling this week shows that 85% of the U.S. public thinks the country is going in the wrong direction. How do you explain this to those people who feel the country is going in the wrong direction, including some of the leaders you've been meeting with this week, who think that when you put all of this together, it amounts to an America that is going backward? They do not think that. You haven't found one person, one world leader to say America is going backwards. America is better positioned to lead the world than we ever have been. We have the strongest economy in the world. Our inflation rates are lower than other nations in the world. The one thing that has been destabilizing is the outrageous behavior of the Supreme Court of the United States on overruling not only Roe v. Wade, but essentially challenging the right to privacy. We've been a leader in the world in terms of personal rights and privacy rights. And it is a mistake, in my view, for the Supreme Court to do what it did. You know what? That might have been Joe Biden having a clever I've been at this game a long time moment as opposed to an old man moment. He doesn't have many of the I'm a a clever senator moments anymore. Mm -hmm. He took a story that's really hard to spin about how 85 percent of Americans say America's on the wrong track and got to the Roe versus Wade decision that will end up being the headline out of his press conference today. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Because he's yeah, got, what is he going to say? Because what are you going to say about the country being on 85% of people saying the country's on the wrong track? You say some strong things about the Roe versus Wade ruling, and then that's the story, and you got at least half the country on your side on that. You know, that's funny. Uh, I think he could have handled that a, a lot better. He, he did deflect well, and like you say, it's the headline. But how about just go with, look, these are, these are really challenging times. 
between the pandemic and all the supply chain shocks and now this war that Vladimir Putin started, uh, it is a challenging time and people are feeling a bit discouraged. But, hey, great days are ahead. We will get through this together, blah, blah, blah. Come on, it's Politics 101. You justice kickers. I got another number. You think 85% of Americans say uh, the country's on the wrong track? I got another astounding number. Lowest in Gallup's history. I'll have to hit you within a little bit. Ooh. Uh, do you want more on the uh, the Roe v. Wade stuff well, he said? Well, probably or? getting to the filibuster stuff, which is really the oh, headline right. of the day. I mean, if he, if he's, if he means this and going to follow through, it's going to be a big deal. 66, Michael. I can understand why the American people are frustrated. Because of what the Supreme Court did, I can understand why the American people are frustrated because of inflation. But inflation is higher in almost every other country. Prices of the pump are higher in almost every other country. We're better positioned to deal with this than anyone, but we have a way to go. And the Supreme Court, we have to change that decision by codifying Roe v. Wade. Okay, that didn't quite get to where we thought it was going to. Um, but do you have the, the written quote in front of you still? Um, I think so. The president has said, blah, blah, blah. I got it somewhere. The president has said, sorry about this. Uh, he supports suspending the filibuster if it's necessary to codify Roe versus Wade into law. Suspending the filibuster. You don't get to do that for just one decision. We either have a filibuster or we don't. And if it goes away, then all legislation can pass with just 50 senators, and we're into a whole new world and where the Senate is basically the House of Representatives. It's just majority rule. So uh, a friend of mine and his son used to practice martial arts in their garage uh, against this uh, dummy that looked like a tough guy, and you'd punch him and kick him and stuff like that. Uh, All right, tough guy, take this. Ah! I'm made of rubber. Stop it. Um, (laughs) That, the, the filibuster is that dummy now. It's a dummy for AOC to walk up to and punch and Joe Biden to roundhouse kick and Kamala Harris to put a spiked heel in its eye. But it's a rubber dummy. The filibuster isn't going anywhere. It's performative. They're acting like they're so serious. I'm so fired up about the things you care about. We're going to end the filibuster and codify Roe. Number one, they're not going to end the filibuster. You don't think so, huh? No, no chance. Secondly, secondly, if I'm wrong, and I don't think I am, they don't have the freaking votes to codify Roe. There are plenty, plenty of moderate Democrats who want no part of that. Nancy said the other day, I don't have the votes. So it's just, it's performative. All right. I'll stand down. I, I, I hope I'm right. I've been wrong before. But I would be shocked if they even made the attempt. I'll stay Joe down. Biden is a dummy. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's that. And uh, it's hard to answer the questions about 85% of the country being on the, uh, you know, saying we're on the wrong track. I don't know how you deal with that. Oh, yeah. We have a Supreme Court ruling that just came down. So today's the last day, and they're unleashing a couple of decisions. And this has ended up being a pretty big term with some pretty big rulings that I guess you get when you got a majority Republican appointed justices on the court. Here's your breaking news. In a blow to the climate change flight, (laughs) let me try this again. In a blow to the climate change fight, says ABC News, Supreme Court limits EPA's regulation of carbon dioxide emissions from power plants. So the Supreme Court uh, tapered back somewhat the EPA's ability to just do whatever they want to do to try to fight climate change. 
So, that, so yeah, there I you just go. clicked over to the decision. And we'll get into some of the more yeah. particulars on that. But the the overarching from most of the publications I like is that they feel like it's a win for those of who are afraid that the EPA as an agency is getting to make all kinds of laws all kinds of the time uh, under the guise of we're fighting climate change. Well, and I know, according to our guest uh, earlier in the week, um, uh, who's an expert in administrative law, folks were looking to this decision to see how far the court went in limiting the power of these unelected bureaucrats to make up their own rules and enforce them, be their own judge, jury, and executioner. So it'll be interesting to to hear some uh, learned analysis of it. And this one just out, the Supreme Court rules that... Thank you, Hanson, for bringing that up on the screen. The Supreme Court uh, rules that President Biden can shut down a Trump program designed to restrict immigration at the southern border. This had made its way through the courts a number of times. It's known as the Remain in Mexico program, uh, where they had to seek their refugee status or fight for that while they were in Mexico. Couldn't do it on this side of the border. A number of judges had upheld that a couple of different times. When the Biden people tried to shut it down, but the Supreme Court has ruled that that no longer stands. So we're already setting records the last couple of months with people coming across the border and probably staying forever. Uh, You ain't seen nothing yet, I would guess, is the result of this ruling. So we can dig into both of those a little more if you'd like to. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm looking at the decision. Oh. Is it? It's thick with regulations and subsections and stuff like that. I'm going to have to wait till somebody knows what they're talking about is uh, talking about it. But yeah, oh my God, the flood of humanity we're going to see. The number of people cooked inside semis, dying oh in the desert. The crime uh, along the border. Those poor Texas border towns that have been uh, democratic for uh, for a hundred years that are all going Republican now. Great Scott, do we have chaos coming? Yeah, well, both of these things look uh, deserve another look, and I've got that Gallup number for you. The lowest number of Americans said what? The lowest number of Americans ever in Gallup's history said what about America? We'll hit you with that on the way next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Congressman Jim Clyburn said last week that if President Biden doesn't seek re-election, you would be first on his list in 2024. Have you talked to President Biden about re-election? And what do you say to Congressman Clyburn? Joe Biden is running for re-election, and I will be his ticket mate. Full stop. Full stop. Sit. Completely ignoring or acting like she didn't flub that earlier in the week. Is that what she's doing there by saying uh, if he runs? Yeah, I don't know. Do you think the, that the was whole... on purpose or not? Her saying if he runs? Uh, the reason I bring this up is I am making my way through the book, This Shall Not Pass, by the political reporters. And all of the information out of that book about Trump and the Republicans has made headlines. It alternates chapters, Republican, Democrat, Republican. None of the stuff on the Democrat stuff has made headlines. And the stuff about Kamala Harris on how wily and sharp-elbowed her team is, whether it was her or her campaign people, they're not sure. But, man, they destroyed all other candidates for vice president. As soon as their name would bubble up, her team got out oppo research immediately, 
took him down, took him out. Biden even comments himself at one point thinking, man, is Kamala behind this? Because this is some strong stuff. So anyway, she knows how to play the game. And it's possible she laid that out there as a little trial balloon, a little nudge, a little something. I don't know. The whole if he runs. I don't know. She she did this on her way to vice president. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, cunning and mean, I can believe, but she's a dope too. So uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I just, I'm amused by the whole spectacle of uh, Joe Biden is running, and I will be his ticket mate. When everybody in D.C. knows that's not the truth. Had a great conversation with Sarah Westwood a, a day or two ago um, with the Washington Examiner. And she was saying, oh, yeah, the, the the whispers behind the scenes are now more or less open conversations, but nobody can say it officially because then Biden becomes a lame duck, has sure. even less power, and the knives come out and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, what's if everybody knows it, who cares if anybody says it out loud? That's just, that's the Washington way. Right. And according to the authors of that book, it's after the November election that, that everybody starts angling for wanting to be president or vice president or whatever. So the whispers will become shouts on cable news shows. Uh, the day after the election. Uh, we should mention the two big, big Supreme Court rulings that just came back. The brief, very brief version is the Supreme Court ruled that, no, the whole remain in Mexico Trump policy thing can't stand, and the Biden people are right, and that's the end of remain in Mexico. So what does that mean for the flow of illegal immigration into our country? Uh, the other one is the EPA's powers to fight climate change greatly curbed. In a way that I think most uh, most of you listening are going to be happy about. Yeah, I would agree. Reigning in the giant, sprawling, hyper-powerful uh, administrative state is good for all of us all the time. And if Congress needs to do something more, you know, for, for green energy or climate change or whatever you want to talk about, well, then go ahead and do it. Quit appointing bureaucrats that have godlike powers. But again, I don't know how far the ruling goes. I'll have to pretend to read it, then quote other people. And we don't have time to really get into this in full. Maybe we will later. There is now a record low 38% of Americans who say they are extremely proud to be an American. It's the lowest number they've ever had in Gallup. They've been asking this question for several decades. 38% are extremely proud to be an American. 27% very proud. And they, they make the point that that still adds up to 65% of U.S. adults, two-thirds of U.S. adults, that are express pride in the nation. Listen, and that's you know that's pretty good. Two out of three. You'd kind of hope for higher than that, but yeah, uh, all time low of extremely proud on there, including among Republicans. The numbers are lower uh, than they've ever been before. Uh, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, I'd I'd like to talk about that because I think it's an it's an interesting topic from a lot of different directions. Sure, and it's my biggest concern for where we where we are headed that. You know, the two tribes thinking the other tribe is ruining the country and that there's no coming back unless we get rid of them uh, is going to tear us apart. So, Right, right. I don't know if you remember this from last Fourth of July time, Jack, but the White House was widely mocked last year for tweeting, planning a cookout this year? Catch up on the news. According to the Farm Bureau, the cost of the Fourth of July barbecue is down from last year. Oh, boy. Last year it was it was down sixteen cents. Well, the news about this year ain't so good. Guess. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. Was it last year that Doctor Fauci said go ahead and have a backyard barbecue with right. several of your friends as long as you're socially distanced and masked? <laughs> if you Thanks, Doctor Fauci. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. 
Armstrong. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We have a broken immigration system that was decimated by the last administration. And we've been trying to, and we are on the path doing it, to fix that broken system. All right. Well, there are some words missing or upside down there or something. The uh, Supreme Court, last day of releasing decisions, one of the big ones, have ended Remain in Mexico, a Trump policy that several courts had said, no, 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 the Biden administration tried to shut it down. The courts had said, no, no, you can do that. Well, the Supreme Court says, no, you can't. So Remain in Mexico is over. We'll have more commentary on that from some legal experts coming up a little bit later. 
Uh, wow. A quick yep. update on that horrible story out of Texas where the 51 migrants were found dead in that truck. The driver was very high on meth when he was nabbed, authorities say. Wow. So he was a methed out truck driver who abandoned the truck and ran into a field and left those people to die. That is something. Wow. And I'd read that somebody had, like, put spices all over it or something to try to stanch the smell so the authorities wouldn't find it so yeah. they could get away. Just awful. And Just yes, unthinkable. And the total is now 51. I mean, that is about as gruesome as anything can get. So uh, anyway, back to the Supreme Court just real quickly. Uh, also, a major EPA uh, ruling. To what extent does it rein in the giant, uh, you know, regulatory octopus monster that is Washington D.C.? We'll have analysis of that to kick off hour three of the show. So stay tuned if you can, or just grab the podcast a little bit later on. Uh, so anyway, we'll get to the really interesting poll results that Jack was talking about last segment. Let me finish this. Uh, again, the White House mocked last year for tweeting, planning a cookout this year, catch up on the news. According to the Farm Bureau, the cost of a 4th of July barbecue is down from last year. And it's a fact you must heard. Hey. Oh. Hot dog. The Biden economic plan is working, and that's something we can all relish. Oh, boy. Well, they're I mocked. I don't mind puns like that. That sort of thing doesn't bother me. The fact that they're spinning an economy that everybody recognizes everything is so expensive this way. It's just hilarious. Well, now that was last year oh, okay, when the okay. cost of the cookout oh, okay, was gotcha. that was actually stable. It was down 16 cents from 2020, mm-hmm. but that was 8% higher. Well, bad news, everybody. I'm afraid. Uh, this year, the White House is not celebrating. According to the Farm Bureau's new report, U.S. consumers are paying uh, $10 more for their favorite Independence Day cookout foods. Ten bucks? Yes, yes, including cheeseburgers, pork chops, chicken breasts, potato salad, strawberries, and ice cream. That's a $10, 17% up from last year, which is the largest year-to-year increase. Uh, and uh, the biggest increase occurred uh, with ground beef, which is up 36%. Yeah, I've noticed. Time for roadkill burgers, kids. Where's Wait. Fluffy, Daddy? <laughs> oh, Fluffy's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fluffy's uh, gone to live on a farm must upstate. Be, must be under the couch or something. Anyway, time for dinner. Um, uh, I just spent uh, several days with family, grandma and grandpa, uncles, cousins, all that sort of stuff, getting together. And uh, ate like a hog. Ate like, like it was my job, like there's no such thing as calories, like... like it just like it doesn't matter. Like there are no repercussions from how much crap you eat. Eating like a condemned man. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it's all over at midnight tonight, so what the hell might as well. That's the way I ate. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, it's funny. I hadn't even thought about that. My weight is pretty good right now. Um, it's where it ought to be, like, at the high end of where it ought to be, but at least it's in the range. It just dawned on me, I've got, like, family traipsing through, traipsing through mm, coming doomed. to visit. You for- are doomed. Like a week and a half solid. There's something about the family get-together. You are doomed. We we went out to eat at a breakfast place yesterday. Had pancakes the size of manhole covers. Just, it was insane. Sure. Two hours after you eat lunch, there's cheese and crackers out. Why? Why why is that out? Well, I might as well have some. Or, you know, somebody walks around with a plate full of brownies. I'll just grab one of those real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, they're small. (laughs) Exactly. A little ice cream with that would be good. You don't want a brownie without an ice cream. 
No, certainly not. Uh, final note, uh, economic-wise, economy-wise, U.S. consumer confidence also plunged to 50 this month. If you're not familiar with the scale, that's a 14.5% drop from last month and the lowest reading oh since the survey began in the late 70s. Wow. Yeah, well, my consumer confidence, I think, is the lowest of my life. Uh, I was too young to really be counted as a consumer in the late 70s, early 80s. I think it's the lowest of my life. I mean, what? I've never actually seen what they ask you. You confident the, or not? Well, I'm a consumer. What do you mean? Am I confident I can, like, Answer break Answer the it? question! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm confident. There's a yes. I don't, I don't know in what way. Am I confident about the economy? About I, Can I pay my bills? Yeah, of course I can pay my bills. I'm, I'm doing okay, but uh, do I think the economy's going down to crapper? Yes, I do. Hmm. Uh, is Let's that- go, Brandon. How do we feel? Mm. What? <laughs> this is Joe Biden's America. <laughs> uh, how are we feeling about America these days? Well, the numbers are still good, but they ain't near as good as they used to be in terms of, are you proud to be an American? A pretty simple question from Gallup. And the lowest number ever in the decades they've been asking this question said they're extremely proud to be an American, 38%. Now, you combine that with the uh, number who say they are very proud, and you're still at two-thirds, 65% of U.S. adults with extremely or very proud. And, you know, that's pretty good. But that is quite a bit down from past years, which I find interesting. Uh, The 38% expressing extreme pride is a historical low. Before 2015, there was never less than 55% of adults who said they were extremely proud. Well, the universities are churning out more and more indoctrinated kids who've been indoctrinated to hate this country. Now, you know, those 2015 numbers and before makes my heart swell with pride, or maybe that's just the eating I've known over the fact. Maybe I have a swollen (laughs) heart, and maybe I should see the doctor. But uh, 55% extremely proud and never went below that number. Now we're at 38%. However, extreme national pride in the United States has been trending downward since 2015, following below, falling below the majority in 2018. It's now 20 points lower than it was a decade ago. I think that's pretty interesting for a country. Wow. Isn't it? Wow. Has that happened yeah. in many countries where you're, the number of people who are proud to be from that country dropped 20 points in a decade? Yeah, that's. I'd love to drill down into that. I'd love to see more... Uh... You know, the the questions behind the answers. I mean, why? Has your answer changed over the last 10 years? Why? Yeah, why, or why are you proud? Why are you not proud? That'd be good. Now, uh, Tim Sandifer retweeted somebody saying, I think a better question would be, are you grateful to be an American? Better, Maybe better framing it than proud. Because, hmm. you know, because proud gets into some of the things that, you know, the university crowd would be unhappy about. I'm not proud of any country that has a Supreme Court that would take away a woman, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't think that crowd would change their answer. Probably. But I don't know. You're probably right. Republicans' pride in being American has consistently outpaced Democrats and independents, um, and still does. But Republicans' extreme national proud 58% is now at its lowest point ever in the trend. Independents' extreme pride at 34%, also the lowest. Uh, Democrats are hanging around at about 22%. Um. All major party groups show double-digit declines in pride over the last decade. I, I think I have. I've my pride is less than it was. Okay, how come? Part, part, well, partly because because you're a bad American. Yeah, I just uh, I'm not a patriot. I'm a bad person. No, it's because and and I've discussed this. We've discussed this uh, a handful of times recently. 
for instance, the American University System, which was the greatest knowledge production, um, you know, entity ever in the history of mankind, is dismantling itself and ruining itself in a lot of ways. Um, the American public education system, which was the envy of much of the world, is becoming a far-left indoctrination factory. So if you'd asked me 25 years ago, are you proud, are you very proud of America's educational system? I would have said yes, absolutely, without reservation. Now I would say no. I think it's, I think it's severely threatened. And the university thing, and, and again, I'm influenced by Jonathan Haidt's uh, recent essay that we've been talking about, but... Um, I don't think people fully realize how diseased our university system is. Um, it, it's it feels like it's that infection that's gone beyond a minor thing. Ah, that's nothing. Too. I'm a little concerned about it, and and could cause serious health problems. Well, I was thinking while I was gathered with family, like a lot of a lot of joking and commenting on the president and former president and politics of the day. That just was not a thing at family gatherings when I was my kid's age. Never. There was nobody mm. talking about who was president among the kids. I mean, the kids are talking about this. Wow. When I was going to family gatherings in the 70s, I was the same age as them. It just would have been like, what are you talking about if somebody had brought up President Ford for any reason? <laughs> I mean, just what? But now it's just it's the national conversation. I don't think that helps anything. No, and that's a really good point. Yeah, that that's the real national p- pastime, being angry about politics, or at least being engaged in politics all the time. And particularly, which is weird for a, a society that was designed to not have the government interfering with your your business all the time. And particularly, I'm guessing there are plenty of family gatherings where it was exactly the same. It was just the other side of the uh, the 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 you know bifurcated coin of uh, blaming the other side that we've got going on right now. It's because. This this constant the 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 country is going to hell and it's because of those bastards. And that's the national pastime. Those bastards yeah. are ruining the country, and if we don't do something, we're going to lose it all. You can't survive that on both sides all the time. No, right. that doesn't sound great. <laughs> do I have time for this? You know what? I'll give you a short version. I just feel like we need this as a palate cleanser. All right. A man with whistling scrotum syndrome escapes death after bizarre medical emergency. I tell you what, you got the old uh, whistling scrotum, you're going to win some bar bets. Huh? Please. I'll take that bet. $10 says you can't. <laughs> it's an Ohio man who is alarmed to hear weird noises coming from his genitals. The uh, 72 year I'd be alarmed, all right. The 72-year-old was hearing a hissing noise, and he'd been diagnosed as the first person in the world with what they're calling a whistling scrotum. (laughs) According to a new study published in the American Journal of Case Reports, the man, out of breath with a swollen face, was rushed to his local emergency room complaining about his bizarre condition. An x-ray of the man's chest revealed he had excessive amounts of air floating within his body, causing his lungs to collapse. If left untreated, blah, 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 blah. But anyway... Um, he had, he had he had a whistling sound coming out of uh, the you know the what nether regions. The hell, so he was just like full of air. How does that happen? He had air trapped in his scrotum, a condition called pino p- p- pneumonia scrotum, and his abdomen for an additional two years. Blah blah blah. A very long time. You're and, making all this up. No, it's uh, apparently this is a real thing. Pneumonia scrotum. It's a rare condition in which air becomes trapped in the scrotum. Try to avoid it if you can today, kids. 
I wouldn't know how to get air in there if I wanted to. Oh, it's pleasurable. Much less how to avoid it. You'd like it. You'd pay for it. You ever had? Oh, uh, you can float on the top of the pool without even paddling. It's great. <laughs> Envy of your friends. I'm telling you that. <laughs> Try to avoid the old WS syndrome if you can today. Um, you dumb bastards. A couple of big <laughs> Supreme Court rulings came down, which we're going to delve into more throughout the show. Hope you can stay with us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Major Supreme Court rulings came down today. It's the end of Remain in Mexico, 
as the Supreme Court has ruled, no, you can't do that. Biden's been fighting that since he became president. Also, the EPA has had a lot of its power to fight climate change taken away. To our mind, a good thing because it was a bunch of unelected people making all kinds of basically laws all the time. Uh, but more on that later. Is it pronounced Cipollone or Cipollone? Trump's lawyer, although it has been pointed out, it's not actually Trump's lawyer. It's the lawyer to the office of the president, which is Mm -hmm. legally a different situation uh, in terms of your um, ability, I guess, I'm not a lawyer, to, to claim privilege and say, I don't have to talk. He has been subpoenaed to talk to the January 6th committee. You're about to hear a montage of people talking about him and things that he has said to them. Now, I realize for some of you, you have no interest in this. I guess you'll go away and come back later. I don't know what to do. Um, but this is, you're going to hear, you're not going to know all the voices. I'm not sure you need to. I listened to this, I heard it earlier, and I didn't know who was talking at the time. It was still interesting to me. But it's mostly Trump people. Jared Kushner's in there. Richard Donahue, who is who? He was the acting acting deputy attorney general for about a year at the end. Now, Cassidy Hutchinson is not a Trump person per se, although she was working for a Trump person hired by by him, I assume, because he thought she was the good person to have around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was a special assistant to the chief of staff in a uh, hot commodity in Republican politics. Right. Up and comer. So you got a lot of Trump people who have laid a lot on the line to defend Trump testifying in here anyway this 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 will give you an idea if if pat cipollone does show up now that he's been subpoenaed to confirm or deny the things that they're talking about here that's going to be a big day here we go jared uh, are you aware of um instances where uh Pat Cipollone threatened to resign. To him and the team, we're always saying, oh, we're going to resign. We're not going to be here if this happens, if that happens. So I kind of took it up to just be whining, to be honest with you. Mr. Donahue, during this meeting, did the president tell you that he would remove you and Mr. Rosen because you weren't declaring there was election fraud? Toward the end of the meeting, um, the president, again, was getting very agitated. And uh, he said, people tell me I should just get rid of both of you. I should just remove you and um, make a change in leadership, put Jeff Clark in, maybe something will finally get done. Um, And I responded, as I think I had earlier in the December uh, 27th call, Mr. President, you should have the leadership that you want. But understand, the United States Justice Department functions on facts, evidence, and law. And those are not going to change. So you can have whatever leadership you want. But the department's position is not going to change. The president's White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, was also present. Do you remember what his position was? Pat was very supportive. Uh, Pat Cipollone, throughout these conversations, was extremely supportive of the Justice Department. He was consistent. Um, I think he had an impossible job at that point, but he did it well. And he always sided with the Justice Department in these discussions. I saw Mr. Cipollone right before I walked out onto West Exec that morning. and. Mr. Cipollone said something to the effect of, please make sure we don't go up to the Capitol, Cassidy. Keep in touch with me. We're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if we make that movement happen. And do you remember which crimes Mr. Cipollone was concerned with? In the days leading up to the 6th, we had conversations about potentially obstructing justice or defrauding the electoral count. I remember Pat saying to him something to the effect of, the rioters have gotten to the Capitol, Mark. We need to go down and see the president now. 
And Mark looked up at him and said, he doesn't want to do anything, Pat. And Pat said something to the effect of, and very clearly had said this to Mark, something to the effect of, Mark, something needs to be done or people are going to die and the blood's going to be on your effing hands. This is getting out of control. I'm going down there. So I feel like if he testifies, it could be a real turning point in this thing. I could be wrong. But the crowd that doesn't believe any of this is real. If Pat Cipollone gets up there and says, no, all this stuff, yeah, I said that, I said that, I said that. Does that change anybody's mind? Or is he part of the swamp then? Uh, yeah, probably the latter. I mean, I'm, I'm answering for people that I don't think like, so I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, but, you know, the, the, those who will never, uh, quote, turn against Trump will never turn against Trump, no matter what they hear. So, I, you know, we don't do a show for them, though. But, but uh, if he... those, those who have mixed feelings like the, the, the policies, blah, 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 love the judges. Yeah, you're all absolutely welcome, of course. But... Well, there are some there's some speculation he will uh, take the fifth or not show up. There's also some speculation by other lawyers that he was waiting for the OK, I'm, I, I have to be forced to. I mean, he fought it like a good representative of a person as long as he could. And now he can't anymore because he's been subpoenaed. And he's going to show up. But if he if he says, yeah, I did say I fought at every turn. I thought the president was wrong. I think that's going to be a big deal. Well, I think the very question of, of if he can testify and what he can testify to is probably a thorny uh, legal issue. Mm. I think it's probably pretty complicated. Uh, and that could take a while to work out? Yeah, exactly. He probably has a team of lawyers trying to figure that out, but above my pay grade, as they say. Interesting. Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.